While the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission uh, plans to meet with the state's big five investor-owned utilities about their reactions uh, to storms about a month ago, according to a recent filing. Uh, that includes AES, because storms, as you folks know, uh, between June 29th and July 4th left about 100,000 customers uh, without power. So between that, uh, rate increases and just energy and environment. So joining us to talk about all that stuff is Kelly Young. She's the Director of Public Relations uh, for AES. So Kelly, thank you all for very much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being on the show and being with a friend of the utilities. Thank and you. No worries. And by the way, just so you folks know, uh, AES does advertise uh, with my website, IndyPolitics.org, so i got to get that uh, out the way. Uh, help us out here. Uh, how are we doing uh, with our energy needs, uh, particularly for AES customers these days? In terms of reliability or in terms of... Uh, reliability. Um, and, yeah, just, so- and, just, and just filling the general needs overall. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, AES has been around for 100 years. That's, uh, you know, over a century of serving our customers reliably. We understand right now, and I'm sure that's why the question is being asked, that uh, customers are frustrated with, uh, as you mentioned, the recent storms uh, that happened in June and then subsequent storms after that. Uh, but, you know, we remain focused on finding uh, customer solutions and whether that's through programs or looking at our, uh, you know, practices and policies. But, we're, uh, we, re- we remain focused on reliability and uh, being there for our customers. So uh, any idea as to uh, what exactly, obviously, the, the storms, you, you, can't, you can't control the weather, uh, obviously. Uh, but any oh, yeah, idea? I wish I could. Yeah, oh, yeah I exactly. Uh, any idea uh, what in AES's infrastructure in particular, where the, where the problems were, or, or are, you guys, are you folks still looking at that? You know, one of the things that I think is important for uh, customers to understand, and we, we've mentioned this, and, and I know it's probably uh, falling on deaf ears at this point, but it's important to to note that that storm on June 29th was one of severity that we haven't seen in uh, you know more than a uh, more than 10 years. Uh, we had experienced a maximum wind gust of 70 miles per hour, which was recorded at the the Indianapolis airport. Uh, the winds associated with, and the storm was called a derecho, which I'm sure you've reported on that as well too but uh during that storm it it, you know we really saw a lot of significant damage to overhead distribution lines from the trees trees falling on poles trees falling on our lines uh the the hey guys it is abdul for the good folks over at leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown Indianapolis. congratulations for you folks that's when graduating either from high school or from college or grad school or law school or medical school. Well, you know what? They'll be looking for a job soon. If they're looking for a job, they got to look the part. So swing on by Leon here when they got a great, great line of clothing for your younger folks. And not necessarily something tailor-made, but also something custom-made. A wide variety of shirts, blouses, skirts, towels, you name it. Not towels, exactly. But you know what I'm talking about. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. They'll take care of you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. The restoration efforts to safely restore power, we had over 81,000 customers that um, were impacted by that A total uh, that weekend, 100,000 customers. And um, we realized that's frustrating for customers who were in the midst of that as well. Uh, you know, our, our crews were out there trying to work in these, um, you know, dangerous situations as, as well uh, to, to work as quickly and safely as we can. So that storm in particular that, that we continue to talk about is, uh, you know, was really significant damage on um, our poles, the wires, uh, that that weather moved through so quickly uh, and so hard and so many, um, you know, so, so much damage.
Uh, Kelly, obviously, uh, with with weather and you know climate change or global warming or, or whatever you want to call it, obviously the weather's been really, uh, uh, I'd say, more weird and more fierce uh, as of late. Uh, should AES customers expect more of these types of things as the weather just becomes a, you know a bit more uncontrollable, a bit more unpredictable? Yeah, I, I can tell you, I, I wish I could predict the weather. Um, I, I'd probably make some great money on that bank. But, um, you know, one thing I think our customers can uh, expect from us is that we continue to monitor the weather. Um, as you said, it's it's a weird weather. It, it, we're experiencing it. But we do have, you know, uh, great plans and, and policies and procedures in place. And we prepare um, for different scenarios uh, throughout the year. So we're looking at, you know, as as these thunder, thunderstorms continue to hit our area and that the heavy winds, um, what customers can expect is that uh, we're, we're going to be there uh, alongside of them and working as quickly and safely as we can. Our guest on the program today is Kelly Young. Kelly is the director of public relations uh, for AES Indiana, uh, one of Indiana's uh, one of Indiana's five investor-owned uh, public utility companies. So we're talking about the recent power outage, uh, rated possible rate increases, and some other things. Uh, Kelly, obviously, uh, the commission wants to hold a news con- a technical conference with AES on September 11th. Um, what what do you guys expect the the, the utility commission to ask, or what, what do you think they're looking for, or, or can you respond to that yet? Uh, we, you know, we don't know that that was just announced uh, yesterday, so a couple of days from when when you're airing this program. But uh, you know, we appreciate the opportunity to share and review our storm response and practices and procedures uh, with the IURC at that technical conference. Following those storms that brought such significant damage to our state, you know, our our reliability has been questioned, and uh, it's it's. Uh, giving us the opportunity to be better, do better, and and look at uh, what we can so that we can better serve our customers, which is always our top priority. Uh, AES Indiana will, you know, follow and and, um, be available and and do what we need to do and be open and transparent in addressing any concerns that that the IURC and and others, um, you know, want to ask. Uh, is AES sort of facing the same uh, reliability challenges as other uh, utilities across the state of Indiana? I can't speak to the others. I know we're all being challenged right now with, with this weather and um, how we're responding. And I think that's one of the great things, quite honestly, for the commission to hold these meetings on utility storm response efforts. It's giving us all the opportunity to hear lessons learned from the restoration process from each other, what we all experienced. And, and quite honestly, that could benefit all of us and all of the, our customers as we uh, face future storms. Uh, also, too, uh, with respect to uh, energy reliability, how does uh, what we experience with those storms uh, sort of relate back to uh, sort of quote unquote quote unquote greener type uh, energy? You know, windmills, solar panels, uh, the whole nine yards. Or, or does that, or does does the fact that we had those reliability issues sort of put even more pressure on investor-owned utilities like AES uh, to look for alternative sources of power that can maybe sort of withstand uh, some of the weird weather we've been having lately? Yeah, it certainly gives us an opportunity to look at um, new and innovative ways that we can continue to serve our customers in a safe, reliable, efficient way. Uh, you know, we're always looking at what those that thoughtful analysis can be and how we can um, provide our customers with actionable energy plans so that we're, you know, looking at and uh, responding to our customers and our communities. Uh, it's been about uh, six weeks and some change since we had the, the, the power outage, which ended on uh 
between the end of June and uh, the first, the fourth of July, uh, is anything that AES has learned so far uh, from those storms and 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 our power sources and power grids? Yeah, you know that's a that's a great question. We internally have had several meetings for across the board with different departments, and we're all looking at ways that we uh, can continue to, as I mentioned, you know, do better and be better for our customers. Uh, we're looking at um, how we can provide different, uh, you know, resources if those are needed, uh, and also just making sure that you know we're updating and and continuing to uh, address customer needs as we're all facing these, I should say, as we're all weathering the storm together. Our guest on the program is Kelly Young, Director of Public Relations for AES Indiana. Uh, like I said, uh, we had some power outages recently, and so we're talking about that as well as some other issues as well. Uh, Kelly, obviously, uh, also I want to say uh, you folks are looking at uh, possible rate increases. Uh, once they would uh, bump rates of about 13% or additional, almost like $18 per month uh, on a customer's bill. Uh, so folks have challenged that. Uh, why is AES asking for the rate increase? Yeah, uh, you know, no one likes a rate increase, and, and we understand that. And like I said, I know we're um, being uh, reviewed, and, and that's in question right now, too. But we're seeking a rate increase to really cover the, the rising operational costs associated with serving our customers more safely and, and reliably. We're making necessary investments that will lead to better outcomes for our customers and businesses. And pending approval from the IURC, these new rates um, wouldn't go into effect until summer of 2024. Uh, and and uh, just so your customers are aware, uh, your listeners, um, AES Indiana customers have not seen a change in base rates since 2018. So, um, you know, this is something that uh, we felt necessary in order to continue to better serve our customers. Uh, again, if this uh, is approved, pending approval by the IURC, um, uh, AES will continue to, to have the lowest rates among investor-owned utilities. In, the Indi- in Indiana, and I think that's important for our uh, listeners to understand as well, too. And, you know, we remain among the lowest residential rates if, if that is uh, is approved. Now, I also know uh, one of the, I know, uh, like, I, like I jokingly say, some days, you know, timing can be the, sort of the worst of things that, and time we have no control over. Because on the one hand, uh, we had uh, sort of the power-related issues. On the other hand, uh, the, the utility is asking for a rate increase. How is how an AES customer sort of t- uh, to reconcile the two? Yeah, you know, the timing couldn't have been uh, more uh, challenging. Unique and cha- <laughs> challenging is a great word, um, not only for us as a company, but for our customers. And that's where our priority lies, right? So we uh, announced the uh, rate increase and the need to uh, file that petition for regulatory rate review on a Wednesday. And on that Thursday, uh, uh, customers were hit with, uh, in our, our state, really not just our territory, but our state was hit with um, such a devastating storm. So, um, you know, the, t- the timing certainly couldn't have been better, but uh, could have been better. But at the same sense, I think it's interesting because it does also uh, give us the opportunity to look at, okay, for the, for the rate review, we're looking at vegetation management and investing in, in what, that, um, what we can do with improvements and reliability and resilient improvements. And um, one thing, you know, there's been a lot about the tree and the outages and, and vegetation. It's important to note that vegetation is, is actually the number one cause of outages, approximately 30% of outages 
shortages in our service territory are caused by vegetation issues. So relating that back to the uh, rate increase and noting that we'll be investing in in that is um, important for customers to understand as well, too. The storms and the rate increase, while they're two separate incidents, they actually really brought you know, as I mentioned, significant um, damage, but it's also a good reminder uh, for us to to look at some of these things that we're investing in. It's funny you mentioned vegetation being responsible for a lot of the power outages because uh, in our own backyard, we had AES out there a, a few years ago, uh, basically cutting down some trees because the trees were basically up against uh, the, the power cords. Sure. Yeah. Did we take care of you? Uh, yes, you did. Uh, and actually, the trees are back, so i got to call you guys like, hey, he can come back and cut these trees down again? Because for some strange reason, our, our trees in our backyard grow like grow like crazy. So yeah, I, I, I yeah. just thought I'd get that out there to you while I had you on the phone. So No, no. Uh, <laughs> duly noted, Abdul. I've got you. But, um, you know, you talk about that in uh, the rate increase in vegetation management. Our plan um, with this rate increase in investments really will cover the removal of overhang and tree trimming of 912 miles of our service territory per year. So, um, you know, again, we're, we're looking at that, investing in that so that our customers, um, that, that we're doing better for our customers. Kelly Young with us, uh, Director, of Public Relations for AES, uh, Director of Public Relations for AES Indiana with us for a few more minutes uh, on the program today. Uh, Kelly, uh, as we as the U.S. Uh, continues to move toward alternative sorts of fuel, more cleaner burning energy, like I said, no wind, you know, more solar, more, more natural gas, what is AES of Indiana doing uh, to, in, in, to look for in the alternative fuel universe, supposed to just, you know, the old giant coal plants, so to speak, to generate electricity? Yeah, interesting. I was actually this morning at one of our um, plants and having the same exact uh, conversation. But I think you're aware that we, um, you know, submitted our integrated resource plan, our IRP, recently. And um, we're looking at how we can uh, serve our customers through different uh, innovative solutions. And that's certainly one of them. So um, AES Indiana, through our uh, IRP, uh, IRP, integrated resource plan, we're talking about adding, uh, you know, 1,300 megawatts of renewables by 2027, and that includes wind, solar. And I don't know that we mentioned battery energy storage, but that's one of um, uh, the the sources that we're looking at as well, too. Uh, We're converting two generation units in Petersburg from coal to natural gas in 2025, and then we'll use those existing uh, pipelines uh, on site uh, through the conversion, and uh, we're looking at, you know, no longer burning coal to generate energy. And then monitoring energy uh, emerging technologies such as you know green hydrogen small modular reactors carbon capture i mean this is an exciting time for us to look at what uh what and how we can better serve our customers and it's interesting you brought up battery storage because uh with with the electronic vehicles and ev and charging stations uh as those cars those vehicles those vehicles become more and more prevalent uh on our roads and, and on our infrastructure uh has aes soda taken into account those sort of extra needs you know, on our on our energy grid. Yeah, certainly we have, and we look for ways that, again, um, you know, we can be that that good partner in terms of providing uh, solutions to our customers if they're interested in uh, electric vehicles and what that looks like. And then we have people that are much smarter than me that are looking at how that uh, that does impact the grid and capacity uh, as we look at expanding the capacity and what that does uh, to the grid to make sure that we're serving our customers reliably. But uh, like I said, there are, there are people 
people within the company at AES that uh, certainly are analyzing that and um, making sure that through uh, through through processes like our IRP that we're looking at what the vital uh, resources are available and, and electric vehicles are certainly one as we continue to see uh, you know a, a growth in that area. Uh, Kelly, we've got uh, about a couple minutes left here for to wrap up our conversation. Uh, overall, how would you say uh, AES and, and to uh, specifically, yes, uh, but to less degree, the other utilities, how are they coming along with meeting Indiana's growing energy needs? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, okay. I know we were, you stumped me on that one because I feel like I already responded to that in terms of, uh, you know, generating all the different uh, uh, portfolio, our, our generation portfolio to, to meet customer demands. Again, that's, you know, through some of the renewables and, and ways that we're um, looking at more resilient and, and the least cost portfolio, at least for AES Indiana to serve our customers. And what that might look like uh, may be different today than it does in, you know, the, the coming future. So uh, in terms of, um, you know, our IRP process that, that happens every three years, that gives us the opportunity to look at ways for us to, um, you know, uh, look at modeling and, and the results and, and provide meaningful, objective energy outlooks and solutions for our customers. So, uh, again, it's it could vary. And um, we're looking at how we, again, can look at extensive models and evaluate our generation portfolio and what that looks for, what that looks like for our customers as we continue to find affordable, um, you know, uh, solutions for customers. Uh, final final question for you. Uh, any message you have for the AES customers right now who are listening to this program and also be listening uh, online in our podcast uh, about uh, power outages, energy needs overall? You know, uh, again, we want to continue to be a, a good partner for our customers. We, like I said, I, I, we know that there's frustration right now. Uh, we hear you. We hear our customers. Our intention is to serve you and serve you better. Uh, there are, as you mentioned, um, IURC has uh, announced two public hearings uh, that will take place August 24th and October 2nd. We really welcome the opportunity to hear directly from our customers. Uh, we know this is uh, a difficult time for all of us, and we're in this all together and and we want to come out of it uh, better and so we can do that by hearing from our customers whether they do that through uh, you know public hearings or they reach out to us uh, email or you know by our website as well too but um, this is a time where it's challenging all of us uh, but we do hear you and uh, we want to we want to learn and do better and be better for you that's that's our intent all right. Well, our guest on the program today has been Kelly Young, uh, Director of Public Relations uh, for AES Indiana, uh, the primary energy source uh, here in the city of Indianapolis, Marion County. So, Kelly, thank you very much for being with us. Always do appreciate it. And I'll be calling you guys about those trees in my backyard up against the, <laughs> the, the, the power lines. Please do. I, I, you know, and for any of your listeners that have uh, issues as well, too, we do uh, take that uh, seriously. And we want to be able to, as I mentioned, be a good, good partner and, and take care of you. This is the way we all get better. And uh, what we do matters, and it matters to everyone. So appreciate the time, appreciate the opportunity, and uh, we'll, we'll take care. We'll, we'll take care of you. After. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kelly. We and do others. appreciate it. And others. You take yeah, care. Have yourself you. a good day. Thank you as well. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.